As your small group gathers, your lesson plan can include robust theology, interactive questions, thought-provoking activities, and memorable illustrations. But if it doesn't translate to application, you are missing out. It's time to go the second mile and experiencing intentional accountability. Hey, this is Travis Sagan, and thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 5.41, where he says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go the second mile, we want to be able to go in uh, all the way as we follow Jesus. And that's why for these few months, we're talking about how we implement that as the church, and particularly as you do that within a smaller context within your small group or your Sunday school class or whatever you may call it. Because as we go forward uh, in our culture during these times, we definitely need to make sure that we have people that that are watching out for us and we're watching out for other folks. And so we've been talking about different values of that, those smaller group of people that you commit to, accountability partners or small group, discipleship group, gospel group, whatever you may call it, right? Uh, and, and we've been looking at these different values that are so important. We first started talking about um, the authority of God's word has to be present, that you don't want just opinions or just thoughts or what do you think it means, but we need to know what God's word truly says. Uh, we talked about the need for maturity of godly leaders that would be leading during your time and setting the standard there for you. But we also talked about the need for having authenticity to where it's a safe place to be real. Right now, we're going through a time of looking at beyond the authenticity aspect is accountability, uh, is that it's more than just having biblical knowledge, but we need to know what to do with it. Uh, we talked about how it, you know just studying the Bible isn't enough. Now, obviously, the Bible has to be where you start from, but it's more than just getting information. And that's why I want to talk to you today about engaging the lesson isn't enough. Once again, there have been certain lessons uh, that I've been a part of that have been incredibly uh, engaging uh, and memorable in some ways. But if they don't produce some type of obedience, if they don't produce some type of application, we're in danger of hearing the word and not actually doing it. Um, so the first model believers would be those who have, you know what, they have interactive Bible lessons. They're memorable. They're moving. Uh, they know how to ask good questions. But second mom believers will make sure as they lead their groups that they'll have applicable Bible instructions. It's more than just being interactive, more than being engaging. It's more than being memorable, uh, more than just being even effective in the sense of your delivery. The best type of in your group is when you open up the Word, you study it, you know what God says about it, and then from that you know exactly how you need to turn, leave, and apply it that lesson into your lives. So as someone who's been in church all of my life, I can think through that I have had many um, uh, sermons that I've listened to that have been very engaging, and I've also listened to many sermons that were not so engaging. Uh, I have been um, under certain teachers uh, as a child and as an adult that some were very engaging and some that were not very engaging. And so I, I know what it is sometimes to be mesmerized by a good communicator that really does um, make you think and challenge stuff. And sometimes I've left a sermon so inspired and motivated, but I don't know what to do with it. And sometimes I have sat down in a class and I've just thought, man, this teacher knows how to interact within a class, uh, knows how to get everybody talking, uh, knows how to ask the right questions, knows how to do the right activities. Uh, and you just you're mesmerized by it. 
But if you don't have a way for people to actually say, okay, what are we going to do with this? We, we find ourselves somehow uh, getting biblical information, but yet are we actually being transformed by the truth of God's word? And so how do you create that where you know that engaging the lesson isn't enough, that you're somehow finding yourself learning what the scriptures teaches us about application? When I think through one of the best places to go when you think about it is uh, James and, and the Bible did a great job of really talking about that faith without works is dead. Okay, so you can just have a lot of faith, but if it's not transferring to some type of application, we, we really are wasting our time. So he says it in this way in James chapter 1, verse 22. He says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. So we, we don't want to just hear the word. We want to be doers. So if you just hear the word uh, and you never apply it, uh, you would think that you're deceiving other people. But I love what James says in verse 22. He says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves, which is very interesting. You would think that if you were you know, a Bible expert, right, you know what the Bible says, but you're not actually applying it, that somehow your attempt is to deceive other people. But what James says is, no, it's actually deceiving yourself. If you know what God's word says, but yet you fail to apply it, the person that you're deceiving most of all is none other than yourself. Verse 23 says that for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. So it's saying it's like you look at the mirror, you know what you should look like. You're supposed to reflect the image of God. You're supposed to conform to his obedience and his patterns and those types of things. But it's like you walk away from that mirror and you forget what you look like or what you should look like when you know the word, but you fail to apply the word. Verse 25, he says, but the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty. So I'm looking into it intently, I'm studying it, and it's the law of liberty, so it's supposed to free me, and I persevere in doing that. I don't just do it one time, but I keep moving with it. Being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Not blessed in his believing, not blessed in his knowing, but blessed in his doing. So there's something incredibly important about the fact that as we get to know God's word, that it's more than just having engaging lessons, but we're actually finding ways to apply this word into it. As we've been going through this, uh, finishing up a sermon series on the Sermon on the Mount at church this week, we talked about Jesus' words that he ended with, saying, it, you know, it's there's two types of builders out there. The one who who's heard the word uh, but and did it was like the one who built upon the rock. But the one who heard the word and didn't do it, failed to apply it, his house was built on the sand. And when the same storm hit those homes, one persevered, one endured, one withstood the storm, and one was completely obliterated because of it. And that is so true. So what happens is, how do you find a group and say, more than just knowledge, more than just good questions, more than activities, are we actually going to do something with this? Because we don't want to deceive ourselves. We want to be blessed in the fact that we're doing it. And so it's a different in being a hearer of the word and being a doer of the word. So how can your small group help you decide how you are going to apply the word rather than just becoming experts and what it says, actually applying it into your lives this week? So one simple way to think through how your group can do a better job at accountability is that you need to figure out a way of when you teach a lesson, no matter what it is, is that at the end of it, there should be a sense of, so what do we do with this? 
What is it because of this truth of God's word? How are we going to change? How are we going to adapt? Is there anything that I need to stop doing? Or possibly, is there anything that I need to start doing? And, and so with this, let me, let me tell you how this, this can break down, right? So if you give a lesson, I want to encourage you that at some point you're giving enough time for people to be able to speak into personal application of how they can do it. So uh, I'll give you an example out of our group anyway. So uh, for most of my life, I've always led uh, just guys only groups. But um, in the last few years, we have been in a couples group that my wife and I lead and I will do the teaching. And I'll also say this, one of the worst things about being a pastor and a preacher and trying to be a small group leader at the same time is I can teach the biblical truth. That's kind of what I'm naturally wired to do. But to be able to get people to speak, especially when you are the pastor, is very challenging because a lot of times, sometimes people are are fearful of speaking because they're thinking, well, if you ask too hard of a question, am I going to get it wrong? Why don't you just answer? So I have to work on asking good questions, right? And knowing how to make sure that I'm getting people talking. But within that, at some point, what we do, at least in our group, is that at the end of our time together, we make sure that we have a good, significant time, uh, hopefully a third or more of the time together that we would typically spend, and it's in different groups. And so I will take the guys uh, to one side of the hall, my wife will take the ladies, and we'll sit down and say, okay, now as a result of what we just learned, as a result of what Scripture has taught us, what are we going to do with it? How do we need to apply this? And some weeks in our prayer time, it is, okay, I've heard this word, and I know exactly what God's word is teaching, and here's how I'm going to apply it. Or it also provides a framework to say, I know what God's saying here, but this is difficult. It's challenging, and I don't know if I can do it. Hey, that's a good place to be in. That's an important, it's a safe place within a group to have accountability to say, I know what God's calling me to do here, but I'm scared. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know if I have it in me. So how can you set that type of context up? So a lot of times it's just simple as this to say, okay, so if scripture is teaching us and if it may be something about like uh, getting rid of bitterness, is there someone that you need to try to seek reconciliation with? How are you going to do that? There are many times where we'll talk about a certain application of here's how you need to be shepherding your kids. And I'll say, okay, what is the plan this week? What are you going to do this week? And what I would encourage you, especially if the your group that you oversee, whether it's your all folks, co-ed, you, know, you name it, but sometimes you might even need to, in our group, we'll get down versus, okay, instead of just the eight guys that are there, okay, we'll get up into groups of two or three so that we know to keep each other accountable during the week. And it may be as simple as, all right, you three guys, you're watching out for each other this week. And so as we pray, there needs to be some point within the next couple of days, you're texting each other, calling each other, getting lunch and making sure that you're putting feet to what your faith says that you believe. So what is it that you're doing this week? And so if someone says, okay, this week I'm going to plan um, a special way to bless my wife, or I'm going to spend some time and I'm going to share my testimony with my kids, or I'm going to share the gospel with my coworker, then there's someone who is saying, hey, all right, I'm going to pray for you right now. Let's pray about what you said. you, you got a plan. You know what God's word says. You know how you want to apply it. Let's pray about it. And then in a day or two, who is it that's going to be responsible to check in and say, hey, man, how did that go? Uh, I haven't gotten around to it yet. Hey, I get it. Um, how can I pray for you? How can I encourage you? Is there a way I can help you? And so what we're doing is we're allowing ourselves to say, even if the lesson is engaging, the most important part of it is not that we know the word, not that we've heard the word, but we're actually doing something with it. I hope to see you on the second mile.